Like a wise man once said, it's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. Istanbul, Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, now Constantinople, been a long time gone. Constantinople, now it's Turkish delight, on a moonlit night. Every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, now Constantinople, so if you've a date in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. So take me back to Constantinople. Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. Lil Rafiki. Don't, don't, mm. <laughs> don't hesitate with your new nickname, Lil Rafi. I swear to God, Lisa. <laughs> I've never hit a woman, oh. but I'm looking for <laughs> how did i not know about little rafiki you just dropped that two episodes ago and i was just like oh my god i did not drop lil rafiki we were talking about people making fun of your name in like right. elementary school right little did i know yeah you know. i have not grown up you're right <laughs> yeah uh tonight we will talk about the monday episode sarah schaefer is sick of social media and the thursday episode allison's eyebrow daniel's shame face eating songbirds but first little rafi why don't we welcome our guests let's do it sorry i keep saying little rafi it's little rafiki my, my oh apologies my fucking god <laughs> uh welcome back to the show kelly welcome kelly hi guys it's been a long time what have you been up to just you know trying to get through life <laughs> oh jesus which isn't super funny, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I I don't know if you listened to the last episode. I, I, I felt like I was about to jump off of a, what did I say? A waterfall last week? <laughs> yes, I did I'm listen. I'm there with you. Well, what's the weather in, in Iowa? It's also pretty damn hot. I want to say it was like 85 today. Okay. Yeah, it's finally cooled down around here to the mid high 80s. It's been just like 100. So you're lucky you got out of California just in time. I mean, I miss it. But I mean, California's on fire right now, which is not great. It's terrible. It's very, very strange. I'm not loving it. It feels like Mars. I don't love it. I think I need to move north, but not east. Speaking of east, let's welcome new to the show, new to Allison Rosen, new to everything. Welcome, Dan. Thank you. So, uh, Dan, why don't you, your journey to the show is, is different than most. So, good pal of the show, Lee Bruns, friend of the yep. show, uh, yep. recommend or wanted you to listen to Allison Rosen. And it, why don't you tell the story? Well, yeah, he had been trying to get me to listen to, to that podcast for quite a while. He, you know, recommended it. He's a fan. I have a podcast as well that he's a fan of. And, uh, He's just been a big supporter of mine, just period. We, you know, I know him personally, and uh, he'd been trying to get me to do that, uh, listen to that podcast, and then he suggested me coming on this podcast or that you guys should have me as a guest, and then, you know, obviously part of this podcast is listening to that one, so I did listen to that, the the two episodes, and I was impressed. I enjoyed the podcast. That's so good to hear. I always want to know how a fresh ears coming to the show especially now with there's a lot of inside jokes and things like that but so of course i love it obviously but it is 
good to hear somebody else's side. And this is really playing with fire because you really could have come on and be like, it sucks. It's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I fucking hate it. <laughs> but uh, so that's good well, that you love it think, or like it. I, well, yeah. And I think part of it that helped is I'm a stand up comedian. And, you know, her guest was a stand up comedian and a entertain and somebody in entertainment and stuff. So that that helped, I, I think, because, you know, a lot of what they were talking about is in, was interesting and, you know, things that I've seen in the industry. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, everything, everything you want to share. All right. Well, I am a stand-up comedian, a writer, producer, director. Uh, basically, I am a do-it-yourself, indie-spirited fella that uh, I currently live in South Dakota. I'm based in South Dakota now. Uh, I lived out in San Diego for about five years and I did comedy out there. I helped get the San Diego Comedy Festival going. And then I moved back to South Dakota because it was cheap because California is terribly expensive. And, uh, yeah, so I ended up back here and I, I do comedy. I, and I produce some festivals out here in the Midwest. I have a festival in Michigan called the Paul Bunyan Comedy Festival. And then I help with another festival called the Sioux Falls Snow Jam Comedy Festival, which raises money for Special Olympics. That's so cool. Is that how you met Lee? Or he's a fan well, of your podcast. Well, yeah, but he also, I used to live in Watertown too. So we had mutual, like a mutual friend, uh, Timmy Williams, who was on uh, The Whitest Kids You Know. He's actually from Watertown, South Dakota, and he actually lives there now. He moved back, and Lee has just been a big fan of comedy and a big supporter of like local artists and stuff. And so I kind of met him through through that. And you know, I performed in Watertown. He came to some of the shows, and then and then we just kind of stemmed a friendship from that. Now he's even kind of started dabbling in stand up comedy, and he'll come to some of the open mics that I help put on and. And things like that. That's so cool. So you lived in San Diego. That's also where Kelly just moved from. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, I, and I heard Iowa, so I was I was curious, but I didn't want to interrupt. Where in Iowa? Without getting too specific, I will say outside of Cedar Falls. Okay. Oh, you don't want to give us your exact address? I mean, I'll give you my exact address, Lisa, <laughs> but not... Uh, I mean... Honestly, everyone that listens to this podcast, sure, they could have my address if they wanted. All right, we'll um, go ahead and post it now. She okay, just doesn't um, trust me. I'm right. No, <laughs> no and you're, that's fair. No. <laughs> no, you're um, you're good people. If Lee likes you, we like you. That's true. Well, that's, that's good. Very that's true. good. Lee would not turn <laughs> us turn us wrong. Drop a pin, Kelly. We'll be right there. <laughs> you guys don't want to come here, but you know, challenge accepted. Unfortunately, said, you know, yeah. I am geographically challenged, so I probably won't even be able to know where Iowa is. I literally just found out where South Dakota was a couple months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I knew yeah. it was over there somewhere. <laughs> we're just kind of in the middle of the, you know, that's why we're called the flyover states. We're just yes. right here. <laughs> I've heard um, of the middle, and I've heard of flyover states. I guess I just didn't know South Dakota was one of them, but I will be going to South Dakota at some point because it is in the middle. My best friend is in North Carolina. We've decided we need to find places in the middle to meet up and that's how I found out South Dakota was in the middle. So I said, okay, we've got a whole bunch of cool places we can go visit. So we'll be out in South Dakota at some point in the next few years, hopefully. That'll be fun. Yeah, it would be cool if it was around the time of your festivals, the comedy festivals. That would be really fun. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, we usually do that in February, so you probably don't want to come then because it's <laughs> cold. <laughs> well, well, I could actually take my socks and coats out of the closet <laughs> and wear them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, novel, actually. But I did not say your last name. And, you know, going back to middle school and making fun of little Rafiki over here, I feel like we need to tell everyone your last name. My last name is Booblitz. It is a <laughs> I feel very... like that would have been my nickname somewhere <laughs> down the line. <laughs> Definitely your nickname. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so how was it growing up with that last name? Oh, I got made fun of a lot. Uh... <laughs> Lots of lots of names, uh, you know, bubbles, boob tits. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, am I allowed to? I mean, I, that wasn't oh, yeah. dirty, but okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Booblets, boobless, you you name it. If, if if you can think of it, a way to make fun of my last name, I probably heard it. And it's funny because even now, you know, people will ask me how to pronounce it. I'll tell them. And then they'll introduce me on stage and they'll still say bublets. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to offend you. You're like, it's my name. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's pretty funny. They're like, how do you pronounce your name? Bublets. All right. All right. Please welcome Dan Bublets. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there a Mrs. Bublets? And it's, uh, is there a Mrs. Bublets? No, there okay. has been, but not currently. Okay, I was going to say that that might be a, a hard one to try and talk someone into. <laughs> I mean, I would get behind that. I could, I'm, well, I can handle I it. Well, I did it once and almost twice, so oh, wow. it's a lot easier than you would think. <laughs> you know, I have a friend that's just getting out of one and ready to get into the next, and I'm thinking, why? <laughs> why? Yeah, right? Take some oh. time. <laughs> get out, have fun. Enjoy your life. I exactly. mean, marriage is fun. Marriage is great. Um, so, you know what? Well, it's good to get to know you a little bit. Hopefully we'll get to know you a bit more during the show. Why don't we do a round of shout outs? Lil Rafi, do you have any shout outs? I mean, sorry, Lil Rafiki, I'm so oh, sorry. Fuck. <laughs> shout out to everyone except Lisa, who I hope <laughs> breaks an ankle or something that's not terribly bad, but, you know, just enough to tell, you know, to remind her that karma is real. Yeah, that's it. Just shout out to people who listen to this, Megan, you know, the usual. Anybody else but yeah. me. Got yeah. it. Kelly, do you have any shout outs? Well, first of all, uh, shit, Rafi, shit. That's, you're really wishing that on people. That's pretty scary. Well, just Lisa, I guess. Just a, um, like a, okay, maybe not broken. How about sprained ankle? Like, uh, maybe okay. your laundry machine overflows or something. Nothing, you know, just, just to remind <laughs> her of my, oh, my evil powers. Inconvenient. Yes. Okay. I'll just see that baboon just like, over and over my head that karma <laughs> i can't wait to see you lisa <laughs> you're gonna pants me are you you're gonna do an atomic wedgie <laughs> i'm sorry okay kelly's shout outs shout out to lee because lee is really the reason that we're all here together today um shout out to megan hope that you're doing well Shout out to Leanne. It's been really fun um, following your following your journey, essentially, on social media. And I don't mean this to sound patronizing, but you were totally meant to be a mom, and oh. you're crushing it. And shout out to everyone that's in the Facebook group. Uh, you should definitely come and join. No turds in this punch bowl. <laughs> we got rid of the one bad apple. <laughs> Oops, did I say that out loud? <laughs> You're still in the group, Lisa. What are you talking about? 
Oh, you asshole. I'm the other <laughs> half of a bad apple. We were talking on Twitter today. Yeah, Bruce by Don, you need to come join us in the group. I know maybe it's not your cup of tea. Facebook sucks, blah, blah, blah. But the private Facebook group is really fun. Or at least it's not drama. Was that all of your shout outs or did I just railroad you? That was it. Okay. Dan, do you have any shout outs? Well, sh- well, I'm going to shout out Lee, obviously, as well, because, yeah, without him, I wouldn't be here. This was, you know, he kind of instigated all this to get me on here. And then uh, anybody else that might listen to this that knows me, I guess you get a shout out. And uh, a shout out to the three of you for having me. This has been great. This is great. Oh, that's so nice. Well, thank you. It would have been really funny if you didn't shout out Lee. <laughs> You're like, suck it. <laughs> right. Well, I was just thinking, I was like, damn it. She just took my shout out. <laughs> But I was like, nah, he's going to get another one because oh, yeah. he's a sweetheart and he deserves it. He really is. He's, I feel like all of, you'll get to know this, but all of Allison people are such great people. And as we said, there, of course, there's going to be, there's no, like Kelly said, there's no turds in that punch bowl. There have been a few duds in the Allison people group, but you can count them on one hand and probably on two fingers <laughs> or two and a half. <laughs> But, you know, they weed themselves out because they just don't fit in. And uh, Lee is one of these people. He's just a great person. And I would love to meet him in person. So also shout out to Lee. Why not? Let's all give him shout outs. And also super fan Megan. Shout out to Brittany, of course. I just got a surprise that she's going to be in town in a couple of weeks. She just randomly booked a flight to come see a band play. So I get to go spend the weekend with her. And I'm pretty fucking excited about that. Also to my neighbor, Jessica, who subscribed last week and started listening. So I'm hopefully she's going to listen to this because I called out some of our other neighbors. So she was really interested to hear. (laughs) Anyway, she's one of the good ones. Also, huge shout out to Lauren Kelly. She sent me a package. I got it today with candy in it. She made some dolls for the kids. She even made little cat toys for homemade cat toys for my cats with catnip. And they fucking love these things. Uh, they were going insane for them. So uh, thank you so much, Lauren. That was so sweet of you. How is Lauren Kelly a real person? She's just perfect to be on words. I know. I mean, I got so lucky to meet her in person. And then she's just awesome. She's just a really cool, cool person. Very thoughtful. And I think she's going to be on next week, hopefully. Her, her and Toby, possibly, if it works out. Anyway, I think that's about it. Should we talk about Monday? No. Let's do it. <laughs> Little rough. He's like, <laughs> Oh, shit. He's not going to answer that name. All right. So Sarah Schaefer, I don't remember her being on the first time. And I was going to go back and look at our notes, but I realized we weren't doing this show back then. So do any of you remember her being on before? I do. I remember I was familiar with Nikki and Sarah, but I remember being certain that I was way too old to be watching a talk show on MTV. And I was right. Um, <laughs> but I think I think they're both lovely gals and they're very funny. Um, gals. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're just, you know, they're just gals. But I have enjoyed since that show wrapped or whatnot. Um, I've enjoyed uh, Not Safe with Nikki Glazer. Sarah was a writer on that. Just hysterical. Second to none. Just hilarious show. Can you, sorry, can you hear my neighbors yelling or is it just my headphones are really good? I think it's just your headphones. Okay, good. Because I'm on the property line and I know they're going to be having a bunch of people over. There's a funeral this weekend that we're going to for our neighbors. I don't want to talk too loud about dildos and buttholes or whatever we talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe just a little bit, but not a lot. Don't like force it on them, but you know, lightly talk about it, please. I mean, if it comes up, it comes up, right? Right. Exactly. You can't help what comes up. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> so speaking of age, Sarah mentioned reaching the age of 40 and waking up and taking a deep breath and realizing, ah, so it's okay. I am still waiting for that moment. I'm 42 and waiting for that moment. I, I kind of felt like when I felt where when I turned 40, I was going to have a feeling of like, I'm going to feel okay in my, in my skin. And like, I'm going to be comfortable with myself as a person and I'm not there yet. So I'm wondering if any of you have had that m- moment. I know Lil Rafiki obviously has. <laughs> He's going to kill you. I know. Oh, my God. I'm really digging my own grave. I just wonder, have either, well, I'll ask Lauren and Dan, have either of you had these moments where you just wake up and everything's, you just feel like it's okay? Like, who cares? I am who I am. I can own it. That kind of feeling. Uh, Off and on, I guess, for me. I mean, I'm not, I'm going to be 40 in two months. So I'm really kind of going through this where I'm like trying to grasp the whole thing because it's like, holy shit, I'm getting old. You know, and my body has changed. My health has changed and and I'm not as spry as I used to be. So (laughs) I'm, I'm, you know, coming to terms with all of that. So, but there are days when I'm just like, Because you can have knowledge, but then you still have your body's aging. I really feel like we all need to be, what's the thing where you're old and you grow young? (laughs) I forgot. Benjamin Button. Yes. If we could all be Benjamin Buttons and just sort of like grow into youth and have this knowledge, it would just be kind of amazing. But yeah, struggling with, oh, I'm going to be turning 40. That was such a weird thing because you know it's going to be after, it's just 10 years after 30, but you feel like it's so far away that all of a sudden it's there and it's staring you in the face. And I just have this feeling of, when am I going to feel okay? (laughs) One of these days, I hope. I don't know. I've start, you know, I don't care as much. When I try and tell my kids when they're so worried about certain things, I'm like, you're not even gonna give a shit about. Well, I don't say that. You're not gonna give. You're not gonna care about any of this stuff. Just, but you can't. They have to go through it themselves. But Kelly, do you have? Do you feel okay? When I turned 30, I had sort of a a panic, and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? I thought I should be further along, but I haven't really reached that point where I'm like, you know, fine with everything. I've reached the point where I don't really give a shit if people like me or not, um, which is good for the business that I'm in. Um, but I haven't reached enlightenment or whatever. I think we all need to just go out to some island or something <laughs> and find ourselves. Little Rafiki, I, I mean, sorry, Raphael, I will ask you, do you feel okay? Can you? Do you think there's an age where you're just going to wake up and feel okay? Like a wise man once said... It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. <laughs> well, who is this wise man? <laughs> oh, have you not heard of the great Frederick Hurst? I mean, Durst. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely heard of Hurst, but not Durst. Actually, I almost went on a date with that guy. Oof, thank goodness. No. He's the voice of our generation. <laughs> Sure. Um, Raphael, how many beers have you had and how much sleep have you had? I'm on my third beer. (laughs) And uh, sleep uh, approximately six hours. I don't know. I need to go to work at midnight, so it's going to be a shit show. You're talking about this one, right? Both. (laughs) So Sarah had this desire, I think, ever since she was young, just to be famous. Hopefully that was cracking of a beer because... That I can I I use a sip. <laughs> he was like, I'm on, I've had three drinks and I'm like, oh, I'm only at two and my glass is <laughs> empty. 
I better catch up. <laughs> I know. I need to text my husband to bring, uh, shake a tail feather and bring one out here to me. I'm set up in the perfect uh, the perfect spot. I'm literally right next to my fridge. And oh, my, are you George Costanza in your Barca lounger with a with your fridge connected to it? Because then I'm really jealous. No, no, I'm just sitting by the fridge in the kitchen. <laughs> but my my cord on my headphones is just long enough that I could reach in to get a beer. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, this desire to be famous as young as she was. I don't know if everybody goes through that. I know. My kids are going through it. I know I went through a phase, but then you kind of realize, like, mm. once I got older, I really wanted to be famous, but not, like, for doing something awesome. Like, not just being uh, someone that sleeps on bread on YouTube or, like, whatever people do to be famous <laughs> nowadays. Um, i just curious. Any is that of you, all sorry. I needed to do was sleep on bread? <laughs> That's there it. Is, Damn. There is a channel, right? What was that lady? She just sleeps on bread, right? Or she squishes I, bread. It's not ASMR. It's something else. Like she just sleeps on bread. She does something with bread and people love it. After this conversation, yes. I have to rethink my whole career, <laughs> my whole strategy going forward. I know. No sense in actually trying hard anymore. Let's just <laughs> fall ass backwards into being famous for nothing. Um, but I always wanted to be kind of famous without where you could just be out and no one's going to recognize you, but you, are known for doing something, but no one really has, I don't know. Maybe that's like the old days where you can be like an author under an assumed name or something like that. That would be awesome. But Kelly, did you ever want to be famous? And do you still? Sort of. I sort of did when I was a kid. I just wanted to be in a band and be badass like that. But now, no, I don't want to be famous. Um, people who are. Well, famous, you're on the right show for that. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> Listen, I'm hoping that this is my big break, so please. Um, but I see, like, what goes into it, like, what people really have to do to be quote-unquote famous, like, um, dumb YouTube shit and uh, reality shows. I mean, I could make a mess of myself on a reality show, but it doesn't seem worth it to me. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know, being famous anymore, I don't even know what that really means. If you work hard, you're sort of known, but you're kind of, I mean, you think about all the people that we that we love, that we're fans of, and they don't really get recognized. Or you could talk to other people and they're like, I don't know who you're talking about. And they're famous to me. I don't know. Uh, little Rafi, do you want to be famous? No, but I'm sure one day I'll be infamous. Oh, God. <laughs> How many people are you going to kill? <laughs> one right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dan, I'm assuming being a stand-up, you would like to be famous. Uh, well, it sounds yeah, like you have I mean, some fame. I mean, did you have this as a young child as well? Well, honestly, I mean, well, I've had the last name Booblet, so I've always been infamous <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> the infamous last name. <laughs> but I think, honestly, I really think everybody at some point kind of wants fame. Just because when you think, if you look back at, like, high school, what's high school? It's all about a popularity thing, and everybody... They won't always admit it, but everybody wants to just be liked and, and be popular. You know, they want nobody wants to be bullied. Nobody wants to be whatever. It's it's kind of a level of respect. So in that respect, I think, yes, I've kind of wanted to be famous. But now as I've grown older and I didn't start comedy like pursuing this when I was young, I didn't start till I was 32. And and it kind of goes back to what you were talking about, the, the, the point it, getting to a point of life where you, is where you just realize things are okay. 
when I was 32, I definitely made a big change with my life because I had been married for a long time and I went through a divorce. And suddenly I was just like, I'm not getting any younger and I needed to start doing things that I want to do. And that's kind of what led me to comedy is that it was something I always wanted to do and I never did. So I went and did it. So it was really kind of a bucket list. And then I immediately fell in love with it. And so now, I mean, I I guess I just want to make a comfortable living. I don't care if I'm well-known or if I get famous, but if I could make a comfortable living doing comedy, that's kind of what I'm going for, if that that makes sense. I think that's a healthy way to go about it. I don't want so much necessarily fame as I'd I'd rather just have respect for what I, you know, I want to be respected for the art that I create. And if I can make a comfortable living doing it, that's you know, kind of the the goal. That would be perfect. What, who is it, Raphael? Who's the artist? That she's became an artist by accident. Banksy? No. Allie, Allie <laughs> yes. Siegel. Allie Siegel. That's the kind oh. <laughs> of famous that I want to be, where she's just kind of like felt like she's doing something she loves, where I do a lot of artwork, and it just sits here. It's, I'm surrounded by all the stuff that I create that nobody sees, <laughs> but she just felt ass backwards into like being a famous artist and i think that's kind of that's kind of cool to be able to do what you love and also get the recognition for it but not necessarily be like kardashian there's no way i would want a lifestyle like that so sarah was struggling she's writing her memoir right now which i feel like everybody should do not just necessarily famous people but i feel like everybody has a story and i would love to read anybody's story but it also i think is such a therapeutic thing and she's First of all, found out the theme of her life, and I'm curious about if you guys know the theme of your life. Mine's just fucking sad, apparently. But also the line between selfish, being selfish and self-care. And I think that's something I've always struggled with because I always felt like if I'm trying to take care of myself, it's being selfish. And I can't, but I know in my heart, if anybody else is taking care of themselves, that's not selfish. But for me, for some reason, I, I can't get my mind around it. Anyway, Kelly, what's the theme of your life? Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) You don't have to answer if you don't want to. uh, Everything is temporary. That is the theme of my life. And as far as I can't, I also cannot find a balance between what is the difference between um, self-care and being selfish. I would never say that someone who is taking care of themselves is selfish, but myself being a mom, everything that you do is about your child and it seems like there's no time for you, essentially, which is crazy because you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to take care of yourself first in order to take care of other people. But there's such a there's such a stigma like you just have to have all of it together. I agree. It is such a hard balance and everything. Your kids come first for everything. It's just hard. It's hard to ever say it's hard to, to say I need something <laughs> I mean, even doing something silly as this show, and I know I've mentioned it a million times that this is the first thing I ever did for myself since I've had the kids. And they were, t- you know, 10 and 11 or 10 and 9 when I first started doing this. And I, everything was just always about them. And I still feel guilty, you know, coming out here and taking time away from the family, even though it's something that I enjoy doing. But it's, but now I have to think about, I need to go to therapy and I need to do other things. And it does mm-hmm. feel self-indulgent, but it's not, it's really necessary. And for happiness, I mean, why is happiness so selfish? It's not. Yeah. You would want your best friend, Brittany, for, for instance, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get on her for 
going to therapy or maybe taking a yoga class or doing something like that, you would encourage her to do it. So if you can just sort of bring that kindness inward and treat yourself like you would treat your friend, it would be a lot better. It just makes so much more sense. But it's hard. It is. (laughs) It is. Dan, Raphael, do you have themes of your life? I guess my theme would be life is too short and you only live once. So you got to make the most of it. I mean, and that, you know, some people may say that's selfish, but at, you know, the end of the day, you need to do some things that you enjoy. There's no, what's the point of being alive if you're going to be miserable, you know? Uh, and so that's, you know, my whole philosophy is just, you know, if you want to do something, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, you know, if you, if it's within your means, you should go and do it. You know, life is about experience. I like, I love that. And I think that is something I just need to, there's so many things that I want to do and I'm drawn in so many different directions that I just sit and do none of it. And, and that's just, like you said, you have one life. Why sit and waste it not doing the things that you love to do or enjoying it or taking care of yourself and being happy? I, I like that point. Uh, little Rafi. What's your theme? Uh, my life's theme is the Seinfeld theme. So social media being a lie, I feel like it's easier to say that if you have like a million followers. But if you're just somebody that's just on there and you don't let it control your life, I feel like it's a nice, safe thing and it's not a lie. But I never really thought about, I well, I always thought about how sometimes people will shine a light on trolls as far as retweeting something that they said or whatever and saying like, oh, look at this guy. I never thought about the fact that you might be bringing all that negativity towards that person. I actually think they deserve it, but I never really thought about the magnitude of what you could start towards somebody else just for doing that. If you have that kind of power, like, I mean, Allison could or, or Sarah or anybody that has a lot of fo- followers. I, I support it. I mean, if you're going to be a shithead and you're going to say shitty things hiding behind a computer, I kind of think that you get what's coming to you and you deserve it. Bald Brian loves to retweet terrible things about himself, but I don't think that like anyone attacks the people. I just think it's funny and it shows that you don't take yourself too seriously. I recently saw a thing. I I don't follow Bald Brian anymore, but I saw uh, recently that Michael Rappaport does a thing called the shame game where on Instagram people who uh, like will send him messages like, I hope you die. One person said, I hope your wife gets raped. Ooh, stuff Jesus. like that. Yikes. And they'll just go through and him and some other guy, they just like talk shit about them for like a minute and then post it onto Instagram. I thought that was a good way to do it, but it's like, what is wrong with these people though? Like why, who, who does that? People who can hide behind a computer. That's who does that. I mean, that's kind of what Kelly was saying. People do that. Like, uh, that's one thing I've noticed with social media is how people, you know, they claim freedom of speech and freedom of speech without consequence is what it is when you hide behind a computer. You can you think because you're behind a computer, you can go online, say whatever you want, and there's no consequences from it. And granted, when they do that to people that do have followers and things like that, you know, if they retweet it, you know, they could you know, get a lot of hate for the stuff that they say, which that isn't always necessarily the right thing they do that should happen. But, 
you kind of get what what's coming to you. It's karma coming back around. I agree with that. I think that people just people are already these people are already bad. They just now have a microphone and a voice or they, you know, whatever. They can be amplified more. And I think that giving them that karma is I don't know. I do think it's I applaud it as well. I think it's fine. I don't really care what kind of shitstorm they receive because uh that's their choice really and i think it's nice that allison or sarah even think that way that they are worried about the person that's negative to them it's just like who cares <laughs> this is something i really wanted to ask you dan because i think this is kind of perfect the whole stand-up comedy thing as far as dumbing your act down the pendulum swinging to the wrong you know all the way the other side with the me too movement because you know it could people could be wrongly accused all of these things where you have to change everything and being in the green room being on stage what freedom of speech like where people have to draw lines i just feel like i don't know if people are just so hypersensitive or people just for me if i'm going into a comedy show like i'm not going to be offended by anything because that's what I'm there for is to laugh. And I've had horrible things happen to me. If they made fun of things like that, I would still laugh because whatever, they can make it into something funny. But I just feel like I wonder where you are on that as far as like having to change anything or has it affected you? Well, I have lots of opinions on this and they're not necessarily what everybody else thinks. But for as far as my act goes, I really haven't had to change anything. I mean, I'm not, I've never been necessarily uh, an offensive comic. I don't do shock comedy. I'm not, you know, I don't try to swing a political agenda or anything like that. Most of the, the jokes and things that I write, my material myself comes from my own experience, my own life. And cause I've, I've found that, you know, when it, it's things that people can connect with and if people can connect and relate to what you're talking about, they're going to have a better time. And so, like I said, so I kind of, all my material is just based on my on my life and everything. I do feel like a lot of people are becoming kind of hypersensitive. I really feel that way. And they just want to be offended so they can go online and talk about how they were offended or how so-and-so said this or so-and-so did that so that they can be the center of attention for a little while. Because I, I feel like, you know, th there are some things you shouldn't talk about on stage and a lot of, you know, comedians will say that. And it's a big debate with the whole freedom of speech. And you know what? You're right. It's freedom of speech. But that doesn't mean there isn't consequences for what you say. You know, you can go say whatever you want on an open platform. But, you know, if it's a shitty thing, you're going to have consequences. And the people that, you know, that, that kind of come back at you with their thoughts and their feelings, they have the right to, to say the things that they say to retort what you said and feel the way they do because of, you know, what you said made them feel that way. And, you know, at the end of the day, a comic's job, a comedian's job is to make the audience you're performing for feel good and laugh. When they leave, they should feel good and happy. You know, because I've always believed that when a person comes to a comedy show, they're there because they want to forget about how shitty their life is for an hour and a half. They just want to come and forget about paying their bills or they want to forget about the medical issues that they're having. They want to forget about, you know, whatever it is, whatever they're going through in life. They want to forget about it. And if they're reminded of it, they want to laugh at it, you know. So 
I, 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 yeah, I guess <laughs> I could go on and on and on for this. <laughs> well, you make a good point. The people that maybe go to a show just to to be offended or they are looking to be offended in any respect, whether it's going to a show or wherever it is, they're looking for that to get their own attention. And I think that is where the negative is going to come. And I definitely don't like shock comedy either. I, I feel like it's lazy. And I think you, what you said, as far as your act, it sounds just like what Sarah was saying that she appreciates that more. Like I get to know you and I can relate to this or Whatever it is where you brought into somebody's life, it's not just to offend everybody in the audience. And I think that's, I think that is, I mean, that's the kind of some, something I would rather watch. But yeah, yeah, you make a very good point. And, well, and yeah. it also shows that you're a real person. You're not, you know, like, you know, cause some com, you know, when a comic gets super famous or whatever, but, and they're considered a celebrity. But when you're in a comedy club and, and you're watching them perform live right in front of you, it's such an intimate, like setting and when you can connect with them telling real life stories that you know they may be talking about a crazy uncle that sounds just like a crazy uncle that you have or whatever and then you enjoy the show more but you also have a a better connection you know it's it's a human connection versus oh i saw a celebrity which isn't very you know it's more personal versus you know interpersonal i Sorry, so, I know little Rafi's probably chomping the bit because oh. he's he's a shock comic. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no. She Sarah mentioned uh, Bill Burr and a joke about uh, watching a sunset, and he has a, another similar joke about baking a pie. And uh, I just think it's I don't know. There's a line, but so there's this, there's this Eminem lyric that I think about sometimes when I hear about people getting offended by a joke, where he says, "I'm the guy that laughs." when something bad happens to someone as long as it hasn't happened to him. And I, so one of my favorite, like I listen to Bill Burr's podcast every week. I've been a fan of his for many years and also uh, definitely a shock comic is Anthony Jeselnik. And he's one of my favorites, but it's funny that someone could go to like an Anthony Jeselnik show and like say, laugh at a rape joke. But then if he made a cancer joke and you're like, Oh my God, my mom died of cancer. He's gone too far. It's like the hypocrisy is just insane in that. So I feel like if you're going to see someone like uh, Anthony Jeselnik and and you're okay with certain jokes, you should be pretty much okay with all of them. Oh, absolutely. If you're not, then you're just – you don't belong there. It's You should not even be out there because what he does is make people laugh by saying crazy fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And that's what bugs me. And I know you can't go see a stand-up act without hearing the N-word, or else you're not laughing. Oh my god, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, they were talking about using the N-word, and she said when white people use it, I feel like no matter what color mouth it comes out of, it's fucking offensive, and that's beyond what I want to hear. That's the one thing I think that... But maybe, like you that's said... That's kind of funny that you say that, because uh I kind of feel the same way. Uh, about that like even when i hear a black person th- i feel like and 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 uh, hopefully this you know i don't care if it gives me backlash or whatever i feel like the n-word is a crutch it ain't any different than saying fuck every other word you know like it's it's just a crutch it's a filler and it's not necessarily needed for the joke to be a good joke right and it is 
and maybe Raphael, maybe your point about not being offended by anything. Like I would still be there. I wouldn't be outside picketing if someone used that word, but I'd still be like, ugh, like, like you said, also Dan, just that kind of like crutch of you can think of anything else or it's just such an ignorant word. I don't like it no matter what, <laughs> but yeah, but I, I do feel like, you know, and, and especially with the way politics are these days and the way our country is, uh, it, you know, it's just a crazy fucking place right now. And with all the shit that's happening, I feel like more and more white comics feel like they have the right to say it or they can say it or they want to push the line. And no, you don't need to say it. <laughs> don't. Yeah, this just, is, just don't. <laughs> this is a public service announcement. Don't. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. If you think you want to say it, just fucking don't. <laughs> yes. Literally any other word will do. <laughs> well. Well, yeah, just yeah, because, <laughs> don't most are better than that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's more of, I feel like it's, it, you know, it kind of goes to like the, you know, the, well, I don't know how it's, it's, it's about control and having power and that and taking power away from other people. And that's what it, you know, it's a power trip really. And it's, it's not necessary to be funny. Some sure, of the best great. comics that are working are clean. I mean, Brian Regan is a great example of that. You know, he's, he hasn't did a lot of TV. He hasn't did a lot of like radio stuff. Like he, he's famous for being clean and he sells out theaters, theaters, not comedy clubs, fucking theaters. And I feel like you really have to be funny to do that because like you said, any of those words are crutches. And I feel like a, a good, a well-placed fuck is great. But if you overuse it, but if you can not use it at all and be funny, I feel like more power to you. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, and like I said, with like with with Brian Regan, you know, there's a lot of comics that can sell out theaters, but they also have had tons of TV credits, or they're you know they're famous famous for movies, or there's something added to that that's helping them sell them. You know, it's not because they're fun necessarily funny; it's because they're famous for something else where he's an example of he's just that damn funny and he's clean. I'm going to have to look into this guy. For, so, okay. From the N word to Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like what Sarah, a transition, <laughs> Sarah. I feel like Jesus and Christians get such a bad rap because of people using his name and Christianity for their own agendas. And I feel like the fact that she's, Maybe not religious now, but the, the fact that she studied Jesus's message and for me, actually meeting true Christians and seeing the other side of it, they're just not loud and they're not trying. They're just true Christians. They just follow the word of Jesus. And I feel like all of that has gotten so muddled into this whole thing where it's so weird that just everything. But I liked her. It's interesting to listen to Allison's show and hear someone talking about Jesus because what's that happened like once? What's that one? Bible thumper that was on. <laughs> You're gonna have to lady be... that was on uh, Survivor or Real World or something. Oh, the blonde lady who's friends with Jenna. Susie Meister. Yeah. Yes. Meister. Thank you, Meister. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, her. Uh, but it was nice to hear her perspective as far as I mean, when especially since she was kind of it was like shoved down her throat as a as a child until I come to reality of 
you know, learning more about. And I think learning more about is any religion makes more sense than just judge by the horrible people that are using it uh, for their own as their own weapons. But uh, I don't know if anyone else want to talk about that. I just wanted to say Jesus. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> when they were talking about it, I, I thought about it a little bit. Uh, and, you know, because she asked how, you know, asked how she or if she was religious anymore. And she had said, you know, that, you know, kind of not, but, and then asked her what kind of where she stood or whatever. But I actually, I don't necessarily believe in an organized religion, but I do believe that the universe has higher powers. And I think that a lot of things are connected. And, but I, I think you get, I, I, really, I think that all really religion is or, or being spiritual is, is just putting good out. You need to put good out. Just be a good person. It's that easy. It's, you know, if you look at all the different organized religions, for the most part, the one thing that they basically teach is not to be a shitty person. Right. Don't sleep with your neighbor's wife. Don't kill people. Don't steal. Don't whatever. It's just be a good person. It's that simple. And I think that's where it's gotten so far away from basically the golden rule and the message and the teachings of Jesus have just gotten so far off base. But I know last week we talked about anal this week. We'll talk about Jesus, whatever. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the easiest way to corrupt anything is add a human factor. And, <laughs> yes. and it's same thing with, with religion, you know, like you add a human condition to it and a human, the human factor and it gets corrupted. You know, that's why so many, there's so many organized religions where, you know, it's easy not to necessarily want to be part of that because you see what they're doing and you see, you know, like here just the other day, you know, there's the big news about the Catholic Church or whatever. And it's. Oh gosh, there's more. Yeah, it's terrible, but it's because of the, you know, there's bad apples and bad apples ruin it for everybody. It's very true. That's funny. The one bad apple in this group was very Catholic. That's just a weird connection. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about um, from Monday? I'm very curious to know everything about the controversy with her dad. Like, I want to know everything. I know. Was she teasing it because she wants us to read her book? Or it didn't sound like she was very hush-hush. It sounded like he stole his client's money. I mean, that is my that was my interpretation and, um, I tried to, like, I tried to look up some public records about it because I'm very nosy and no dice. I could not find them. Really? So we're going to find yeah. your book. Hmm. I mean, fine. I guess I will, but I want to <laughs> know now. It was funny how she kind of alluded to it. And then Allison was like, let's get back to this right now. I want to know everything about it. <laughs> yeah. Can we unpack what you just said? Thank you, Allison, because... We needed it. Well, I'm going to have to buy her book whenever it finally comes out. Little Rafi, anything else? No, I'm good. Dan, anything from Monday? No, I, I don't think so. All right. Oh. Uh, uh, let's talk about Thursday. We were her little pineapple ambrosias sent in by Lily on Patreon. And I'm curious who this Lily person is. And pineapple ambrosias sounds kind of delicious and very summery. I'm still bummed. That, oh, by the way, Kelly, I never even I forgot to call you old four-bagger. That's what I meant to call you when I introduced you. <laughs> Whoops. Did you say whore-bagger? 
That's definitely what she said, Dan. Yes, that's uh, uh, for for bagger. Oh, um, I was like, what? <laughs> I, or what did you call her, little Rafiki? For banger or for bagger? I forgot. It, in bowling, when you get four strikes in a row, it's a four bagger. Okay. Bag. So bag. <laughs> As Megan uh, would say. So Kelly has sent in four carbs on Patreon and they've been read. And I think that's the record. I have not had one read. Uh, for you, Dan, uh, Patreon, I think you know what Patreon is, but. You know what Patreon is. Yeah. I have, so I... Allison, uh, originally she would always call us a different carb on every Thursday show. So as a Patreon perk, she added Hey, I'm going to, right before I record, I send out a little message, send in your carb and I'll read it and say your name. Kelly has had four. She's just started doing this, what, maybe a year ago? Yeah, I think about a year ago. And you've had four. I've had zero. Uh, Raphael, I don't even know if you've put, put any in, so. I've probably put two or three in, but none have been picked and I'm not bitter about it. I'm totally fine. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, pineapple ambrosias. That sounds good. I'll be one of those. Sounds cute. <laughs> so the last time that Danielle was on, it is funny that she mentioned almost, or she mentioned getting hit by a bus, but it was the one time Allison didn't say, hold on, let's unpack this story because they never told the story before. It just kind of went away. And I'm glad that we actually got to hear the story. That's kind of fucking scary. <laughs> that is so crazy. And I, was screaming at my phone the last time Danielle was on and Allison didn't pry. I was like, are you kidding me? You, you're a journalist. Get in there. Figure it out. I also love that the bus driver was trying to blame her for wearing dark clothing. Um, that's, that is like low key racist. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's because you're wearing dark clothing. <laughs> Cause you're a dark, wearing dark clothing. Uh, I, am horrified by this. I love that they touched on uh, Colonel Jeff's getting hit by cars before because he told those stories before and it's kind of crazy that a great question from Allison. How do you go out in the world? You have to be amongst buses and cars in daily life. Mm -hmm. Like I would be so freaked. I'm freaked. I've never been hit by any of those things that I'm freaked out because I'm crazy, but that I, I don't know how I almost got hit by a bus actually. <laughs> But it was just by the side mirror because it got very close to me when I was uh, just waiting for the bus. And I was like, you little asshole came way too close to me. It almost just knocked me out. But other than that, it's just a real scary story. I, I don't even know how this happened. The way she described it was the bus was turning and she was crossing the street. I didn't really get that part. It sounded like um, the bus made an illegal turn when she clearly had the right of way. Um, and just maybe hit her in the crosswalk. Yeah, that's kind of what I gathered from it. I have to say, you know, before we talk more about Thursday, I do want to ask you, Dan, what did you feel like? How did you like the Monday show compared to the Thursday show? Okay, well, uh, this hasn't come out yet, but I'm a huge nerd. So I <laughs> lived in San Diego and I've been to Comic-Con and they talked a lot about it. And so I definitely enjoyed the thursday episode more <laughs> i think that's just everybody that. yes because of that you know a lot of that stuff that i was familiar with and could relate to came up 
now you're listening to a group of people that you've never listened to talk. And so it was interesting to you and it was very different from the format of Monday. Did Lee tell you about this before you went into it? Or I had no idea what this was, honestly. I mean, other than I knew of Allison and her podcast and he, you know, told me it was really cool and, and that I should check it out and so on and so forth. And then, you know, he, he actually, that's how I actually set up my own Patreon for my podcast is because he was like, she does it. You should check it out. Blah, 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 blah. And I went and looked into it, so on and so forth. But yeah, I really didn't have a clue what I was getting into other than he told me a little bit about, you know, that she had been working for somebody else for a long time. And then when that ended, she started her own thing and through P- Patreon and everything. So. And with the Thursday show, it used to be the same, a same group of people. And when she was fired from her other sh- uh, job, uh, the guys that were on her show worked for that other host and he didn't allow them to come back to her show. So that kind of changed everything where she kind of, she kind of like was grasping, you know, brought her husband on. She brought her friend, her friend was already on and then her friend's husband. And so then that became a Thursday show and then they ended up having to move. So she had to kind of scramble to make it a whole new thing again, where now she just kind of changes it up every week where it's, of course, Colonel Jeff is a producer and Daniel is her husband. So they're always on, but she mixes it up every week now with different people. And Renee was on, she's on often and I really like her on there too, but I was just curious because you're just jumping in and, um, but the fact that they're talking about things that you're interested in really helps, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. It absolutely did. And yeah, it, you know, like I said, when they started, especially when they started talking about Comic Con and, you know, it's, I've been to Comic Con. I know exactly what they were talking about, you know. I was curious about that because I have not gone. I'm just coming off of going to the Twin Peaks Festival just a couple of weeks ago and I've and all the people that I love from Twin Peaks are usually at Comic Con and I it's closer than going to Washington and I don't know why I've never gone. And Danielle said it was expensive, so I'm like, I'm gonna look it up and it really isn't that expensive. It's a lot cheaper than the Twin Peaks Festival, so maybe next year I'll check it out. I Definitely liked a lot of comics. I still have some. I don't really read comics anymore, but like they were saying, there's a lot more like TV and movies and and things out there now. Like when it started, it was all about comic books. Now it's just kind of a pop culture in general. In fact, San Diego has another comic book convention that's kind of the people that kind of started Comic-Con. And then it got to, you know, pop culture and they kind of started their own little thing to be more focused on the comic books and comic book artists and writers and things like that. But it's not necessarily expensive. It's just a pain in the ass to get tickets because of the, they do like a lottery system for oh. trying to buy them. And you have to go into these waiting rooms and a lot of times they crash. And so it's just, it's kind of a pain in the ass, but, and this is just, uh, one thing that you can do is that, and I don't know what, what you get aside from your podcast, what other kind of media things you do or whatever, but they have professional and they have media passes that don't cost anything. You just have to meet the criteria to get them. Like a professional pass would be somebody that's in the industry, whether it be entertainment or in comics. And that's how I always went. I had enough, uh, uh, enough credits from like stupid short films and being a comedian, things like that, that I was able to get a, a professional pass. 
um, so I could just go for free or whatever. I, I qualified and then I got my pass. But you can do that or they do do like media passes and stuff for people who do like podcasts and things like that. So that might be a way to look in, you know, something to look into. That's pretty cool. And also hearing Danielle's side of it where she was there and working it. So it's a little bit different. Not only are you a fan of things, but people are fans of you. And that's kind of I mean, that's not how I would be able to go. But but the fact that she had that perspective of, you know, the other side is kind of is kind of cool. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I was totally jealous of that because that's ultimately what I want. I mean, well, I, I do stand up and everything, but one of my favorite things is to do stand up at comic book conventions and, and anime com- conventions and things like that. So being nerdy myself, ultimately, that would be the greatest experience, being able to go to Comic-Con is on the other side. <laughs> so, Kelly, you lived in San Diego. Are you also a nerd? Um, and have you gone to Comic-Con? <laughs> I have not gone to Comic-Con. I tried three years in a row to get tickets. What? And then I was like, mm, it's not going to happen for me. And I, I understand that if you volunteer at certain days, you can get a pass. Um, but I couldn't get the time off work um, unless I was like guaranteed tickets. So... But I mean, I, I guess I'm sort of a nerd. I'm not super into comic books, but I'm not against them. I just haven't found like mine, but I'm really into the panels that they have. I, I guess I'm a nerd. I don't know. Well, uh, you don't have to be into comic books to be a nerd. Like being a nerd nowadays has really changed. Like when I was in high school, you didn't talk about being a nerd or you got right. beat up. <laughs> but now yes. it's like it's basically if you're in you know if you're into pop culture, you know whether you're a fan of them. Like you know you guys are Allison Rosen nerds in a sense because you have a pop you know the podcast. It's a fan podcast about a podcast that you like. Or whatever, so it's definitely not in a sense. For sure, we're Allison oh. Rosen nerds. <laughs> well, there you go. But we're one hundred percent Allison Rosen nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just it. Like it's just you know, basically nowadays, being a nerd is just being really into something and being really right. you know, and not worrying about not what other people think about obsessed. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I think something. growing up, it was like I was like all the I always would tell well, I always hoped my kids would be nerds. So I'm like that just means they're enjoying the things that they actually love and they're not worried about what people think. <laughs> and then that that's fine no absolutely so yeah i mean really you can it doesn't matter what you're i mean even even people that are considered jocks or into sports a lot of them are nerds they play fantasy football that is that is dungeons (laughs) and dragons with fucking jocks that is true so yeah so if anybody plays fantasy football and they try to call somebody else a nerd and they're like oh i'm not a nerd they're like you know what you know more about stats and numbers than i do so yeah, now who's the nerd buddy? <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess I am a nerd. I just haven't, I'm not like an extreme nerd. I don't think anyone here is. Like I've never, uh, sent death threats to people, um, because I don't like the particular role that they're playing in a movie. Um, that's that shit is crazy, but that's it happens like so often. Oh not being able to draw the line between reality and what is, real as far as like I, i'm obviously a twin peaks nerd obviously also 
And there are certain people I didn't really love in the new season. There's certain people I didn't love in the old season, but it's like, it's David Lynch's choice. I, I'm not, who cares? I'm not going to be like a Lynch mob or something. That's crazy. Yeah. I actually have a friend that's a big, uh, Twin Peaks fan too in San Diego. She like wrote for their blog and stuff. I think that was just a side note. <laughs> when I saw toxic fandom in her, in the show notes before I even read anything, I was like, uh oh. Is it going to be about, like, podcasts about another podcast? <laughs> oh, gosh, no, Lisa, never. <laughs> I was a little bit worried. I'm like, oh, gr- oh gosh, are they going to talk about, you know, obsessed fans? Well, we don't have tattoos yet, so that's fine. We're good. But even people that are on her show where we don't love maybe certain people and then certain people we start loving, but it's her choice. It's not like, it's just weird that people take it so that to that extent. Little Rafi, do you have toxic fandom and have you ever been to Comic-Con? And are you awake? I've never been <laughs> to Comic-Con. I don't ever want to go to Comic-Con. Uh, toxic fandom? Uh, yeah, I was really pissed when they replaced, uh, Jerry's dad. No, I'm kidding. No, that was a much better move. No, I feel like, uh, let them make the show. Make them make the movie. Whatever. I don't care. It's all fake. None of this matters. But uh, I did actually think when I read Toxic uh, Fandom, I was like, oh, shit, for a second. <laughs> okay, good. So it's not yeah. just me. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, is she going to be like, yeah, put an end to this show, please. Um, oh, and I'm not awake. Okay, good. I thought I heard snoring. Now, well, since you brought up Seinfeld really quick, this is just an aside, and this is from last week. I know we always compare anything on Allison's show to Seinfeld because that's just because we're Seinfeld nerds. But last week, uh, they talked about getting your birthday wishes. Uh, we didn't mention anything about Seinfeld. Also, Pimple Popper. We had two great opportunities to bring up Seinfeld, and we did not. That's because we have self-restraint. Um, okay. Um, speaking of Seinfeld, I also have in the side this guy at work. Um, I, he's like in his 50s, and I guess we're like elders. We work with all these college kids that have never watched Seinfeld. And at my job, we have self-checkouts. And um, he has given them all Seinfeld character names. I just thought you guys might appreciate oh, that. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I have a little side note about Seinfeld. I look yes, like George please. Costanza. <laughs> I, By shave, I, I look like George Costanza. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, I've seen you in um, the comedians and sidecars getting chislick is that how you say it yes. um video i don't i don't see costanza in you at all not now because i grew up the beard but before okay. i had it yes if, if you saw a picture with me without the beard you'd see it that's amazing oh i forgot that lee posted that video and i still have not seen that i need just to watch that it's well, so good lisa i'm excited about that that's actually uh when you were you were asking how I really got to know Lee, that was also it because when I had, I'd moved back to South Dakota, he asked me to do that and I did it, and then we kind of became friends from there. That's so cool. Okay, so at the end, for sure, plug everything that you do, that you are on, that you're part of, so that we can all check you out. Absolutely. Okay, good. Okay, I know I'm geographically challenged. They mentioned, do you know all the states? I think I know all of the states, surprisingly, but there is a song. They sing a different song. Do you guys all know the, the states? I do. Okay. Do you have Do you have the alphabetic song that you learned, like, in fifth grade or something? Yes. Okay. Dan, you do you like... know all the states? I feel like I do. Uh, 
you know, I, I guess I, I don't have the song necessarily in my head. It's just mostly because I do a lot of traveling. And you could rattle them off? I probably could. Ooh. Okay, Raphael, what about you? I think I know them, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah, that's my answer, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I used to know all the, the capitals, too, and now, you know, with the kids learning it, I thought, okay, I remember half of them, but once you're I out of practice. Don't know, I definitely don't know the capitals. I might. I might know the really? capitals. I might, yeah. Try me. All right, why don't you sing the song, because I'm not going to. <laughs> Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut. All right, I'm done. <laughs> no, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho. I get stuck around in the ends, I think. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> I'm all New Mexico, New York. I think Ohio comes in here somewhere. Um forgot North Dakota. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> I would I'd remember that, I'm sure. <laughs> now, do you guys have a beef with North Dakota? What's the scoop? Cuz I my friend in North Carolina was South Carolina. It's like, "Oh no." I don't know. They they say they I suppose some people say we do. I don't know. I try not to have a beef with anybody. That's probably a better bet. Uh, more important shit to do than have beef. <laughs> That's so wise. So on this episode, we got two delightful things. First of all, we got to hear that people eat baby songbirds, or not baby, that be, people eat whole songbirds all in one bite, and it's like a juicy something. I can't even, I don't, have any of you heard of this? Because I'm just yes. gross. Yes. I've, I've not heard of I, it. I have so not heard bad. of it. I mentioned this on BFF a long time ago that I saw a clip. Oh, I was sleepy. <laughs> no surprise. It's probably all that wine. Um, <laughs> I mentioned that there was a clip of Jeremy Clarkson on some show eating this. And I'm, I like literally started yelling because I've been thinking about this for years. And I looked it up and there's some videos on YouTube. Uh, I thought. It would be something I'd be into, but watching this and just reading about it again just reminded me that this is kind of fucked up. But then again, you are. a lot of food stuff is fucked up. It is true. I mean, I know Aaron says, you know, well, there's no blood in your chicken, so that's why it's okay. It's, no, it's just because you're used to it. But I don't. I'm about texture. I don't really want to chew on bones. I just I I don't have dog teeth and. I don't want a gush of blood. Did they say feathers too, or did that cook off? God, I hope that they, cooked off. No, they they oh. pluck it after, like they they kind of like saute it slash fry it, and then once they do that, they pluck it. Okay, because I've seen that be, been done to like cats and like dogs, and really, there's you know, there's videos out there, and when, you know how when Allison always says she wish she wants to be vegetarian, but but she's not, and don't send videos. Don't look up videos. It's horrendous. Um, yeah, don't. Yeah, it's just, uh, but it is, I can't judge because you're eating the whole thing. You're respecting the animal more if you're going to eat the whole thing. You're not just taking it apart and putting it in a pretty package. So I can't judge. I will never try this because it sounds disgusting, really. I think my dog just did this the other day because I found a lot of feathers in, in his bed. But <laughs> You know, that's him. He's a dog. Well, I, I myself, I am, I'm an eat everything -er. I, I, I really eat whatever. 
But I guess I really didn't understand what was the point of wearing a napkin over your face. Right. Like, are you ashamed? Is it some sort of a shame like, thing, too? That's what I didn't understand. Like, what's the point of that? I agree. I was confused so, about that, too. Are you hiding your identity? Or shouldn't you be wearing in, the bucket? <laughs> <laughs> in in the uh, research I did, um, so the thing, there, certain people say that it's like to sh- to hide this shameful act from God, but other people say it's to trap the aroma in, and other people say that it's because you're eating a whole bird. It's kind of messy and like gross to look at. So it's take your pick. Oh, none of the above. I'm no. Mm-mm. Okay, I'm not gonna look that up. I guess I kind of remember you mentioning something like this, Raphael, but I think I just burned it out of my memory. So the other delightful thing that we got was the period biscuit drop uh, that we have not heard for a very long time. And I realized, Dan, this is a new drop. This is a new show for you. So hearing the period biscuit eating drop was great for me to hear. And I'm curious if you were confused by it or if Allison uh, explained it well enough or if you remember it. I remember them mentioning it, but mentioning it on the, but I, I honestly had no idea what they were talking about. This is what I wonder, because there's a lot of times that a lot of drops are put, put in place where she doesn't even explain it, and I think, and you were the person I thought of when they played it, so I thought, oh, I'm so glad I get to hear this, because we never get to hear it, and I thought, I wonder if he's gonna understand, or, you know, whatever, but, yeah, that was kind of awesome. I miss Greg Heller being on the show, I miss all of that, and I, hopefully he'll be on soon, but, that was just one of those priceless moments where somebody says something like that and they don't even realize what they're saying. I never listened to that episode because there was some, I don't know, there there was some feedback on the Facebook group and I was just like, nope, I'm not going to listen to that. Um, oh, but right. I do, they didn't really like her, right? Yeah, I mean, Ish. she. I think she was kind of, uh, I don't know if she was a know-it-all or if she was just sort of seeming inauthentic, but um, folks did not like her. And I normally try not to let that skew my my perception as I'm going into it. Some I just like to listen to it right away and then see what everyone else is saying. Um, but that particular time I didn't. Um, but I feel like the group was probably right on and I don't need to listen to the episode. It was priceless in the fact that this... She said this drop that was amazing mm-hmm. and that Greg was able to hold it in so that Jeff could get a clean. So considerate. <laughs> yes, because, you know, Greg, I just can't imagine Greg and this woman together. It was such a weird pairing. And I just it was just a great golden piece of uh wordage mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that we get to hear, but not often. So the fact that they were talking about I because I guess they're talking about the birds eating. So that's where it came out. But mm-hmm. bravo, Colonel Jeff. So the Rosenquantz fart duel. Uh, I I realize I've really shared the fact that I don't find farting in front of the person that I want to have sex with appealing at all. So um, this kind of relationship is foreign to me. Um, Kelly, do you do you fart with your husband? <laughs> I, I think you've been together for a long, long time. So we have um, we don't have competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I mean, sorry. I mean, I guess our relationship just isn't that spicy. Um, we don't have competitions. I mean, we'll fart around each other, but like, we don't go out of our way to do it. 
I don't, uh, Raphael, what about you? What do you think about all this? Uh, I'm happy for Allison that their household is like dueling banjos <laughs> of the butt, but I would not be <laughs> into this kind of thing. It's very shameful, I think, farting for me. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> what happened? What happened in your childhood, Raphael? Okay, let's, let's talk. Oh about my it. god, do let's we not have say shameful? But it's something to be embarrassed about. My best friend, he heard me fart for the first time like a year or two ago, and he still mentions it to my other friends. He's like, "Have you ever heard him fart?" <laughs> <laughs> I never fart, but I feel like guys. I would feel like they would always fart in front of each other. But yeah, it's very a, a much of a friendship thing. And I don't think I've ever heard any of my girlfriends fart. When guys fart around me, I'm like, okay, so you don't want to sleep with me. Got it. I realize where our relationship's at. <laughs> Message received. Dan, what are, how are you on farting? Well. <laughs> he farts into my, the mic. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no. Uh, well, my girlfriend has never farted in front of me, so. Good. That means she cares about you. Yeah. And what yeah. do you think about her? <laughs> I personally, I, whatever, I, I had a really bad experience when I was in the sixth grade. Oh no. And after that, it was like, well, nothing's going to be more embarrassing than this. And it was like during our study hall and I had to go to the bathroom and uh, we had a substitute teacher that day. And she said, no, just to go back to my desk and do my homework. So I did just that. And since it was study hall, everybody was quiet, doing their homework, whatever. And I, it slipped, and I let one rip, and it echoed through the classroom. And everybody started laughing at me. And then the teacher was like, you can go to the bathroom now. And so after that... Now that you're permanently scarred. You're like, do you, do you, do you believe me now? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, that's pretty much it. I actually wrote a joke about that. And it's like, uh, well, now can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> I wasn't. Did you kidding. become, uh, Dan boob farts after that? Oh, I'm sure. Probably. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. I forgot what I was going to say. Well, anyway, so they were, t- I feel like this is a huge, money market, money making scheme, this whole doggy day spa thing. I mean, we could really rake it in with all how people like are so insane with their dogs. I feel like this must exist somewhere. And I know that Daniel said Burke Williams. I feel like he missed the opportunity to say Bark Williams, but maybe he did and mm-hmm. I just heard it wrong. But this is the thing. I, I wanna capitalize on people's dog insanity. Girl, this was the industry that I used to work in and it was crazy. Really? Yes. I was a dog trainer in San Diego and we had, we like the company that I worked for has spas. We have daycares. We have everything. That's people just have like money to burn. Apparently. I mean, it's just like people my age are like, they're saying nope to children and yes to dogs. And I mean, if that's what you want to do with your life, that's awesome. Um, but if you're like dual income, no kids, what are you going to spend your money on? Well, I uh, have chosen not to have kids and I have a dog uh, and we're a dual income house. But I sure as hell ain't going to spend that kind of money on my dog. Because <laughs> right. it's actually your dog, not like a weird child replacement. <laughs> exactly. He, he, he is adorable and mm-hmm. hilarious. 
and brings lots of joy to our lives. But yeah, I'm yeah, and he gets spoiled a lot, but not like what they were talking about. I yeah, like dogs wouldn't even enjoy it as much as the people are just making. They're putting these human emotions onto their pets, which is like, that's fine. Don't have kids, but I love it when people can connect the two. It's like, they're not the same. Just have a pet. That's fine. Absolutely. It's funny, Lisa. You're one to talk because you took, (laughs) when I was staying with you last time and you're like, oh, I got to go take the dog to the groomer, pick it up. And you made another appointment. I can't remember. It was like two weeks or a month, but that's like more often than I have haircuts right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh also to be fair it's a selfish thing for me because my dog's hair is disgusting in fact if we could go back to uh actually not go back danielle was talking about hair hair types my dog's hair type would be whatever the six or seven is and it's also very long and scraggly so i hate dog hair on everything so i get them shaved every three weeks but there ain't no boob. I almost said blue, like booblets, boobberry. <laughs> There's no blueberry facials happening. Sometimes they'll be like, okay, so we gave him the tangerine shampoo and blah blah blah. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Is he clean? Is he shaved? Just get hand him over. I don't care. <laughs> it's the fr- whatever comes with it is what he's getting. You're not getting doing. They have all these add-ons. I'm like, oh, these people are suckers that go in there. I mean, full disclosure, do not judge me. My dog has had many a blueberry facial. Oh, geez. Have you given it to him or have you paid someone? Actually, do I want to know this? What even is a dog facial? Well, I got I to gotta honestly say oh, okay. that was my first thought was, did you did you give it to him or did you pay for it? Because that's the difference. <laughs> there um, okay, so full Uh-oh. disclosure, I have not I have not gotten these since I left San Diego. It's a very, it's a very like cultural like California thing but I used to work for a company and I would get grooming for pretty much nothing so technically I don't think I paid for it yeah I'm gonna go with I didn't pay for it well see, but I didn't do it that, myself that's not so bad that you didn't spend the money on it so no and I mean I that's... like I don't my dog doesn't get groomed like here I do everything myself so I mean I don't know what to say. <laughs> I like how little Rafi was trying to call me out, though. I mean, he's, you know, he's going for it. He's he's angry with you. <laughs> I forgot that you went with me to take <laughs> to pick up Georgie. Yeah, I have to get him shaved every three weeks because it's because it, he's a different dog. I got to show you. He's literally the like a sheep. It's weird. What kind of dog is he? Uh, he's like a poodle mixed with like some other piece of shit. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's very cute. They think maybe Tibetan Spaniel. If you look that up, they're actually kind of ugly dogs. But if a uh, mixed with him, his mom kind of looked like that. His mom had okay. straight goldish hair, like a spaniel yeah. type. I mean, no offense to anyone that has a, Tibet- a Tibetan s- spaniel. Like I'm not adding you, but like they're not cute. But your they're dog not. is cute. Their faces are smushed in. Yeah, they are. And. Georgie's face is not smushed in. He just looks like a little poodle mixed with whatever. He's a little white dog. Just, he's white. But I know Lauren Kelly is really in love with him, and so is Megan. And they're going to have to fight over him because, um, oh, because I'm giving him away, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Whoops. No, I love him. Uh, I don't want like 300 cats instead of him. <laughs> oh. Cur- yeah, don't, don't get married to Colonel Jeff, I guess. Darn it. Or don't shack up with him. Sorry, I was just daydreaming for a second about it. 
So, yeah, are you guys okay with other people's poop or others' poop? Speaking of dogs and babies and whatnot. I, no, <laughs> definitely not. But I have to be okay with my child's poop, so. What Daniel, what Daniel was saying about once you have kids, you just, you just don't even notice anymore. It really is true. You just, whatever. I've have to clean up cat barf all the time, clean up dog. My dog doesn't poop in the house, but like, you know, there's accidents. You have to just clean it up. You don't even think about it anymore. But some of the stuff that they're doing with, with Elliot really are disgusting. Like the whole sucking the boogers out of the nose thing and like those kinds of things. Like, no. I mean, listen, Lisa, don't, oh, don't gosh. hate on it. No, honestly, that, that nose Frida thing, it's fucking disgusting, but I have survived so many like nights of my child being sick using that. And the boogers don't go in your mouth, okay? <laughs> it's just like a weird straw. No boogers go in your mouth. It's fine. <laughs> but they went in her mouth. And the Because she forgot the mesh thing, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that that's an I mean God love you, Allison, but that's an Allison problem. Like you gotta <laughs> you gotta use that fucking filter. Oh my god. That's the things you do. Uh, (laughs) Reminded me of an episode of Impractical Jokers because there was a, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the show, but whoever that basically they, they try to, they do these challenges and whoever loses has to do a punishment at the end of the (laughs) show. And one of the episodes, the punishment was for them to give a demonstration on uh, baby things with babies and stuff. And that was one of the things that they were supposed to try to demonstrate was that that booger cleaner thing or whatever it's called. (laughs) (laughs) And the three guys didn't have kids, so they were just like, I don't get this at all. (laughs) I never had to do that with my kids, but I don't I don't know if it was a thing or just whatever. I don't know. They had the little suction cup thingy and I barely even use that. I don't know. Maybe I was a horrible mom, but that kind of stuff. Oof. The chance that it could go in your mouth is like, Oh my God. (laughs) Well, didn't they have like that air thing that looked like, uh, I don't know, like a radish or a, yeah, like a bulbs. Yeah. Yeah. Like a bulb that had like the stem and then the, the ball at the end that you would squeeze and, was usually like a blue or something. Yep. And I remember using it and thinking, how do I clean this? Y- yes, that just was. Throw it away, I guess. <laughs> you just, you just throw it. You just, every time you have to stick one up your child's nose, you just have to get a new one. <laughs> no, but I used one of those for a little while, but it just wasn't as efficient. Mm. Um, and my child basically got PTSD over it oh. where she was, she was like, every time she would see that, she would just scream and like, as if to say, get that fucking thing away from my face. Whereas it could be a little more sneaky with the nose, Frida. And yeah, being a parent is fucking gross. We all know that. That's true. And I think it's the same when you have to take care of animals. And like Danielle was saying, she has to do certain things where she thought, I can not do this. And then all of a sudden you're able to do it, even though it was a dog, not even that she... It's not even her dog. She was able to do certain things. And there are just, you just, you just wrap your mind. Yeah. Don't wrap your mind around it, I guess. I don't know. You just do it. And my, like my dog is turning 10 tomorrow and she is geriatric as fuck. And she gets like goop in her eyes because she has an ulcer and I have to flush out her eyes like three times a day, but it could be worse. It could be more gross. I hope people are eating right now. I hope they're if they're not, biscuits. <laughs> oh, period biscuits for everyone. 
<laughs> Little Rafi, are you okay with others' poop? I am not down with OPP. <laughs> um, but that said, uh, when I watched my nephew, I had to babysit my nephew when he was like pretty much a newborn and obviously I was changing diapers, you know. Uh, now that I live with a dog, you know, one time she threw up on the carpet and what am I going to do? Like wait four hours for her owner to come home? No, of course uh, not. I'm going to fucking clean it did. up. <laughs> when well, I went to Sketchfest for in San Francisco <laughs> for my birthday, I came oh home and there God. was crap in the living room and I was like, why is there poop in the living room? Oh, because he couldn't do- hang with it. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, it's crusted to this piece of furniture now. <laughs> Perfect. What the fuck, Lisa? <laughs> awesome. Happy birthday. <laughs> For me, I'll just say that it was uh, easier to clean up a pile of vomit than live with it for a few more hours. Okay with living with poop is what was happening over here. Um, Gosh. Yeah. Marriage is fun. So... Let's it's, see. Everyone should do it. Everyone oh. should do it. Mm. Well, I know we're, well, I know where Dan and Raphael stand on this. Uh, it's, uh, basically growing your hair out, shaving it off to bang or to not, not to bang. Kelly, I want to know how you feel. I know for me, I've had dreams. My hair goes down to my waist, but I have dreams of just like shaving it off. But, um, have you ever had done this before or thought about it? I, fantasize about just shaving my head often mostly when my hair annoys me um i have not done it yeah my hair is like an asbestos blanket and especially in this heat it's like a whole other like biodome under there just really bad so i wear my hair up in a bun a lot lately and right now because i'm so hot i have to put and i always have bangs because it covers up my wrinkles so but they're off to the side right now i'm like really really sexy right now and Raphael, i know you're a hair farmer so have you ever shaved your head or you just grown it long um one time my sister like bought some clippers and she's like i'll cut your hair and she put on like a two or something and like cut my hair just like a big old stripe down the middle (laughs) and i was like well there's no going back now and she just pretty much shaved me. I looked like I was a military reject or something. But um no. Well, one thing I always say is that because I am growing my hair out, when I choose to cut it, if I choose to cut it, uh I will donate it. And that's how I kind of justify the fact that, you know, my hair's not going to go to waste. Like, I'm growing it not just because I feel like it, but I feel like there's there could be a purpose to it. And... Dan, was it liberating to shave your head? Uh, I don't know so much about liberating as it just looked better because I'm balding. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of the, or the, for me, I mean, I've had, when I had hair, there was a, there was a point in my life when I had hair and, uh, I had all, I've had all kinds of different hairstyles. Like when I was like in eighth grade, I had a mohawk and, I had like a skater cut with the side shaved and the top long and I've had long hair and now I just don't have hair. Uh, so it's easier to shave it. So it wasn't really about liberation. It was more just about it looks better. Yeah, I could see that. I guess liberation will come more for people who have long hair that like 
for females more probably because it's that feeling of, well, having short hair is so masculine. So you kind of feel like you have to have long hair maybe, or I don't know. It's definitely my security blanket. So liberation uh, for me would be like, fuck the world. I'm just shaving my head. <laughs> well, I could see, I could see that point. If, you know, for people who have long hair, it's a, it's a big, you know, change. But, you know, like I said, for me, it was more of a, I didn't start shaving my head until I started balding. So so I need to wait for that. <laughs> yeah. Wait till you start balding and then <laughs> shave your head. Oh. <laughs> I know once I became a mom and you start losing a bunch of hair, I'm like, well, this is where we're going. I'm just going to shave it off. But I never had the balls to do it. And definitely in the 90s, you know, shaving, wanting to shave the sides or like wanting to have just like bangs and just shave your head. But that's a little too skinhead. And I'm not, Raphael. Trace, you're listening. I know you think that's a lie, but anyway. Anybody else have anything else from Thursday before we talk about JMOs? I do not. I don't. I keep almost calling you Lauren because of Lauren Kelly, and I don't know why now that's stuck in my head, because I've known you first. <laughs> I've, yeah, you, I've been... You did call me Lauren earlier, but it's did no I? big deal. Oh it's my okay. God. When I go into editing, I'm going to be like, oh my God, you idiot. It's I okay. keep making that well, mistake. You know, when you go into editing, just edit that out, and then yeah. nobody knows. <laughs> oh, I do that all the time. I change history all the time. I'm like, that story, that joke did not land. Gonna erase that. Oh, that story. Wow, Lisa, can you go like linear from A to B? No, I have to go from like A to M to like Z to the back to like C, and nothing makes sense. Yeah, piecing together. Uh, sorry, Kelly. And I, so Ruff, you've been almost doing that too. I don't know why that is. No, I've been doing it the other way where like, I was like, oh, we recorded with Kelly. And then she's like, and then Rachel will say, oh, you recorded with Kelly. And I was like, no, Lauren. She's like, you said Kelly. And I was like, what? (laughs) I don't know why that is. Sorry about that. I literally had to write your name so that I, because usually I can look up and see people's name. My old Skype, it had everybody's name. So I could look up and just be reminded of like people's names. Anyway, I wrote it down so I wouldn't do that, but then I just gave that away. Anyway, Kelly, do you have anything else from Thursday before we talk about JMOs? No, I don't. It really oh, would have um, been funny if I was like, so Lauren. <laughs> um, I would just like to say that I love Danielle. I think she's a great addition to the show. I agree. And I liked, uh, I liked, how and I can't remember her name. Uh Renee, I liked their dynamic. I like how Renee, she's such a like I don't even know what the word is. It's not people pleaser. I feel like she's just like once she's jumps in the game. She wants to make people feel welcome and I liked how she interacted with her. Also Danielle talked a lot more this time than she did last time with um when mm-hmm. Jordan was on. But yes. I do like her being on a lot. Renee is just she's like a hype lady. She's yes. just so excited all the time. Um, and I think in real life, I might find that to be sort of, I don't know. I think that it would sort of get on my nerves, but like she's perfect on the podcast and I'm, I think that she has a great energy and she's super welcoming. So yes, as a friend, it might be great. weird. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I don't need a cheerleader for everything I do, but I do like her on the show and I think she'd be a perfect uh, personal trainer for me. <laughs> And finding out that she does that, I feel like, okay, how can I hire this person? Set it I up. I think it's pretty obvious. You just pay her oh, money. Just call her. <laughs> you give her monies. <laughs> well, she is looking for a job. After she talked about 
uh, having bangs to cover her five head or six head or whatever she said. I did find a picture of her without bangs and it's not bad. She's got a pretty good body too. If it's the right person, she had like a six pack anyway. Oh my God. I need to see this picture. All right. I'll make it the show picture. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely tag her in it. Oh Listen. yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely stop doing that. All right, let's talk about JMOs. Kelly, do you have a JMO? Did, did you pick one? I did. Um, and I'm honestly incensed about it. So Mr. Tampon, which great username, bro. Um, he said something very disparaging about broccoli. Um, and I'm heated. Oh, yeah. I think that he is so wrong. Um, I've never been so offended in my whole life. Okay, but not really. But um, this is pretty controversial. And when it comes to Allison's show, I don't really get riled up about, you know, things that had to do with like the old Thursday gang. Like I'm, you know, I don't care if you're a traveler or if you like sit up or if you like get off the toilet seat to wipe your butt. But when it comes to food stuff, like, please don't come for me. So <laughs> Mr. Tampon said that raw broccoli was, could eat a bag of dicks or something. And it's like, the it's way too harsh, man. Like what's going on in your life? I'm upset about it. I couldn't agree with you more. It's the first thing I go for in the crudite, the crudite. <laughs> yes. The crudite. And you know, I, yes, I will weather the storm of shit in my teeth because it is the best thing on there. Cauliflower is the second. But I like, I love raw broccoli. I don't know what he's talking about. Have you ever had broccoli salad? It's amazing. It's fucking great. Yeah. I couldn't believe they were all on board with this. I was like, really? Raw broccoli? No, it's I love not it. so great. Cooked broccoli. I mean, it's good, <laughs> but raw broccoli is way better than cooked broccoli. Wait a minute. Now I'm going to get heated. <laughs> I have famously tweeted, I fucks with broccoli. And although raw broccoli is, is, <laughs> yes, I remember, famously. I remember where I was when he tweeted that. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Kennedy assassination. Everyone That's knows. Right. Um, I, I'm okay with raw broccoli, but like steamed cooked broccoli. Like I swear to God, one of the like best things that you can put in your mouth is go to Outback Steakhouse and get a side of broccoli. I don't know what yes! the fuck they do. Yes. But it's like magical. It's I could eat that shit for every meal every day. Raphael, but... you have never been so right in your entire life. They like marinate that shit in butter. It's yes. so good. It's I do have to say broccoli delicious. is my favorite veggie. I think if I could eat it every single day cooked or raw and also, roasted is quite delicious too. It's roasted is so good and delicious. Oh and Raphael, what are you, Kenny Rogers Roasters, or whatever? <laughs> what are you, Newman, Newman you trying to pass eat off broccoli, steamed broccoli? If, you, if it was deep fried in chocolate sauce? <laughs> I love uh, yeah, broccoli. I can get behind broccoli. I'm kind of surprised that anybody has a beef as it, the smell. Okay, it's farty, but it's delicious. I and and other. I can't remember. I I basically blacked out in anger. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I I can't remember the vegetables that other people were would reach for, but I think that they were bullshit. Ugh, jicama. Ugh, laugh. And did someone Never. say carrots? Did carrots. I carrots? I do that like just 
okay, I got to clean out this crap of broccoli in my tea, so I'm going to have a carrot. But no. but it wouldn't be the first thing that you reach for. No. And celery first never gets touched. What do you reach for? Celery. The carrot? Celery? Yeah. Ugh. Well, see, I have a real thing against celery because I hate it. But <laughs> but <laughs> but I could see I really want to like it because it looks refreshing and people like it. So I want to like it, but I just don't. Same. And I I know that it's mostly water and I'm like, yeah, I could probably use more water, but I just can't get over that mental block. Yeah, I, I love raw mushrooms on the thing. But see, there this is when you're starting getting like in the outskirts. It's broccoli, carrots, tomatoes, celery, basically. And celery's never I'm never gonna eat that. But then I'll you know, when I make it I add mushrooms and cucumber and, and cauliflower and stuff like that, but no jicama. That's my son's favorite. The jicama. Well, I'll just get him a whole like bucket of jicama. He'll just eat that. But he also doesn't like broccoli, so that's whatever. Hard hitting stuff. Uh, Dan, did you pick a JMO that you would like to talk about? I did not. That's okay. I, Raphael probably did not either. I, <laughs> Raphael, I did right? not. <laughs> You're correct. Uh, I um. Let's see. Let's talk about Lauren. Not you, Lauren, but this other Lauren. Just kidding, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> So Lauren Kelly sent one in about dogs without leashes, and I don't really remember exactly exactly how she said it. Um, she's pretty much against it, I guess. Yeah, she's against it, and yeah. rightfully so. I agree. Uh, number one, if well, okay, my next door neighbor that I uh, put through the ringer last week about what a turd he is. Okay, yeah, you he, you roasted him. <laughs> did I? Okay, you did. <laughs> He's such a piece of shit. You know what he said after all of that? He said, I took my blood sugar levels and I realized it was really low. I'm like, um, that's, I found out more stuff he said. He, this, okay. Sorry. Spill the tea. Spill the tea. So Larry's new girlfriend that this is the person that he was talking shit to. One of the people. He said, you should, she was, he was trying to like touch her, you know, and she's saying no. And he said, not only that she's old and she should want him to touch her, but he said her, oh my gosh, I hope the neighbors don't hear this. Her pussy is not tight as a 20 year old. So she should be happy to have him touching her. I'm sorry. I'm laughing that you got, <laughs> you quietly whispered that. Um, Larry is a fucking garbage person. No, wait, not Larry. It's his name's Rick. It's oh, sorry. Larry's girlfriend that this guy said this to. Oh, this sorry. Is the first time Rick? kind of like hanging out. No, not oh, Larry. Larry's a, an angel. Because <laughs> you call him a train Rick. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, train Larry. Rick. Beautiful angel. I didn't mean that, but Rick can go fuck himself. I have to say the reason why I whispered is because the neighbors that can hear are like super Christian. <laughs> sure. And um, they're actually awesome. But the person, it's the uh, the other side of. My other next neighbor is this guy. And, um, yeah, train Rick is his name. It, wow. And then, oh, yeah. Anyway, okay. Whew. Also, he <laughs> has two dogs that he lets shit in our yard for the last six years. And when oh, we complain right. about it, he just, he doesn't have leashes on his dogs. They're just allowed to go wherever. And he's completely surprised when they shit in the yard. And then after we said, hey, let's not sh- have your dog shit in our yard anymore. He makes us the assholes whenever he, like, he'll come over and say, oh, I got to pick up my dog's poop because you guys might get your shotguns out. I was like, how are we? What? I'm sorry. 
I don't want crap, your dog's crap in our yard, but I need to call um, the proper authorities, apparently. How many, <laughs> how many alcoholic drinks would it take for you God. to shit on his lawn? <laughs> okay. This is, this is a very pointed, no, pointed question? No, this is a, I don't know the terminology I should it's use. It's loaded. Right. It's, it's a loaded, it's loaded question. Yes. Okay. So, it's also hard for me because you realize. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm such an insensitive <laughs> asshole. I'm, how much, how many alcoholic drinks would it take for Mike to take a shit on his lawn? <laughs> oh man, that would be kind of, hmm. That's a good question. Well, one um, of the times we took the crap and we put it on his doorstep and he had a whole bunch of people coming over and they traced it through his house. And let me tell you, that sent a message for a little while because he came over and he was just like, who would do that? And I'm like, why would you think it's us? You don't let your dog shit in our yard. So what's the deal? What are you talking about? Um, Dan, a little backstory on Lisa is that her poop shoot does not work. <laughs> I'm not a big pooper. I wish I was. <laughs> I, uh, I'm full of shit and constipated all the time. <laughs> well, that sounds unfortunate. <laughs> it is. So maybe that's why I'm so good with other people's. No, but yes. My, no, my butt says no, but I say yes. I, I don't know how many alcoholic beverages it would take, but I'm sure if we ha- we could find someone that would easily do that. I would just love the video of this footage, <laughs> this footage of this happening. Yeah. I support it. Good. I, I, you know what? I will tell him that Kelly says it's okay. Once I finally yeah. have a good BM, I can do it in your yard. <laughs> oh my God. That's my dream for you. Oh man. That's, I, it's my dream for myself as well. <laughs> yeah. People that don't put their dogs on leashes. I love this entitlement that they think, well, number one, when I'm leaving, I think I'm going to run over because there are these little pieces of shit. Okay. I can't talk shit on dachshunds because there's Chloe. But they're these two little dachshunds, and you can't see them, so they could be under the car. I wouldn't be, like, sad about it, but I, it would traumatize me. It'd be like eating a whole bird, like that popping noise. I don't think I could live with myself. Um, I don't want any pain or harm to come to them. I just, just to him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not their fault that their owner is actual garbage. Yeah, he really is. And backstory, Dan, also, I'm really good friends with all of my neighbors. It's just... This guy, he's just, he pushes his way and we all kind of let it slide and we're all enablers. And then like this past weekend, it was just like, oh man, he went past so many levels of like, nope, no, not going to do it anymore. He does not sound like a a pleasant neighbor. No, no, not at all. He's, mm, mm -mm. Uh, yeah, nobody's safe. So, uh, Lauren, I'm right there with you. I also, but then I was thinking, you know, when, Nope. Uh, nope. I'm not going to get like, I'm not going to say anything about border crossers. All right. So. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I, um, I'm also very, I'm also really militant about people having their dogs on a leash. Um, because being, uh, being a former dog trainer, it really does create like a hierarchy with dogs. And even though your dog might be chill as fuck, if your dog sees my dog on a leash, there's no telling what will happen. And especially given like, of course, Allison's going to feel the way that she feels because that's how she lost Oliver. Um, so yeah, put your dog on a fucking leash. Also, since I have this soapbox, vaccinate your fucking kids. Thank you. Oh, yes. <laughs> very good. Two very good platforms. Just put your dog on a leash for pity sakes. It's it, just do it. 
I love this. Oh, well, they're cool as they're like abiding someone or like, like you said, it is to protect them and to protect other people. There's a reason for the law and it just needs yeah. to be followed. This laziness will not stand. All right. I feel like this is a good place to end it. Little Rafi, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I guess I'm not going to be sending out my anti-vaccine uh, pamphlets to Iowa. <laughs> I mean... Send, I mean, send them to Minnesota. They have a real bad measles outbreak. I feel like that's more of the audience. Measles? You mean, uh, uh, the government controlled, uh, false city thing? Oh boy. That's, I'm, that's, I'm losing an, it. that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for that one. Um, <laughs> if you want to be on this awesome show to talk about Allison Rosen, of course, email bffancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at bffancast. Follow me at jmos and bffs. Little Rafi, where can we find you? At Armsecretors on Twitter. And you should listen to Daniel on the Space Cave. I can't wait for part two. And thank God I support them on Patreon because I want to hear the bonus chat. It was a great episode. Oh, hell yes. I haven't listened yet and I'm excited for that as well. And Kelly, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Satchels of Gold. Awesome. And Dan, thank you so much for being on. It was a, a great uh, experiment, I think, that went well <laughs> in Allison's favor. And um, I have a couple questions. Will you listen to ARIYMBF again? I, I probably will. I mean, okay. I listen to a lot of podcasts and trying to find time to listen to them all. My gosh, yes. Where I have issues. I feel like and we have that conversation getting... <laughs> so often because people will come on and say, oh, you've got to listen to this or to that. And I'm just like, oh, my God, there's not enough time. But if you do yeah. listen again, we would love to have you back. That would be great. I would love it. This is fun. And why don't you plug all of your stuff? Where can we find you? Give us your whole rundown. I am everywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I really am. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at at Dan Bublitz Jr. And in case you need to know the spelling, it's B-U-B-L-I-T-Z, not B-O-O-B. <laughs> uh, that's a thing that people think. That's how it's, it's, uh, it's not spelled how it sounds. Anyway, I, I'm more on Instagram than I am Twitter. I, I do use Twitter once in a while, but I've, I've found that I like Instagram better. Uh, I also have a website, danboblitz.com. Uh, on my website, I, I do want to pitch this because this is something that's very, uh, uh, I'm very proud of. I just released my, uh, one man show on my website for digital download for $5 and it's called, it was supposed to be a love story. And it is a one man show where I combine my poetry. Yes, I also write poetry with my stand up and stories about a relationship that failed. And, uh, I wrapped it all into one show and we filmed it and it's now available for purchase on my website for $5. So go there and check that out if you like poetry and comedy. And then I have a Facebook fan page, uh, Dan Boblitz Jr. And I also have a couple podcast i have a podcast called uh, the art of bombing which is a podcast about bombing on stage where i talk to comedians and performers about about basically about failure and what they've learned from it to get better at their craft um so basically it's a it's a podcast about turning failure into success 
And then I also have a little fun podcast that I, I don't do regularly. It's kind of sporadic called uh, My Father's Records. And it's a podcast where I've been listening to some of my dad's records from his collection and talking about that. So, Ooh, that sounds fun. I like that. Yeah, I haven't did that one in a while. It's very sporadic. but Well, I will definitely put all of your links into the show notes so people can check you out. Definitely go to... It's danboublets.com? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just danboublets.com. I wrote that out correctly. So anything you want to find out, find out there. And, um, but I will definitely post it in the notes and I am excited to check that out. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks everybody for being on the show and BFFs. I fucking love you. Thank you and good night. No turds in this punch bowl. So take me back to Constantinople. No, you can't go back to Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople. Why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. Istanbul!